we're going to be looking at Exodus chapter 10 a little bit. Um, but before we do, um, this, this is explaining, before we get into it, kind of the plagues. I don't know how familiar you are with the Old Testament and the plagues and what Jesus was doing and God was doing, I should say. Uh, but God, the, the Israelites had been in captivity for 400 years to the Egyptians. And, and it was time Jesus was, God, sorry, Jesus, obviously he's not on the scene. I keep saying Jesus, forgive me. But God was like, hey, I'm going to rescue these people. It's time. I've heard their prayers. I know they're miserable and it's time. So he goes and he, he rescues them. But in the process of rescuing Pharaoh, the king at the time did not want to let his people go. He did not want to let the Israelites go. So God started sending these plagues. So he'd send one plague of, of, uh, of gnats or whatever case it be. And, and then, and then the Pharaoh would be like, okay, this is God. This, and then God would clear away the gnats. And then Pharaoh would be like, psych. There's an eighties term for you. How many uh, people psych? All right. And so, so he would, he would, then, then he'd send frogs and then he'd repent. He'd Pharaoh come and be like, Hey, I'm sorry. These are your people. Let them go. And they did this 10 times. Well, one of the plagues was locust. And we pick this up in Exodus chapter 10, verses 12. And I'm reading from the Message Bible. It says this, God said to Moses, stretch out your hand over Egypt and signal the locusts to cover the land of Egypt, devouring every blade of grass in the country. Everything that hail didn't get, because there was a plague of hail, right? Moses stretched out his staff over the land of Egypt. God let let loose an east wind. It blew that day and night. By morning, the east wind, everybody say east wind, had brought in the locusts. The locusts covered the country of Egypt, settling over every square inch of Egypt. The place was thick with locusts. There was never, there never was an invasion of locusts like it in the past and never will be again. The ground was completely covered black with locusts. They ate everything, every blade of grass, every piece of fruit, and anything that hail didn't get. Nothing left but bare trees and bare fields, not a sign of green in the whole land of Egypt. Pharaoh and Moses and Aaron back in no, uh, Pharaoh had Moses and Aaron back in no time. He said, I've sinned against your God and against you. Overlook my sin one more time. See, here's his game. Pray to your God to get me out of this. Get death out of here. This is the year of the locusts in, 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 the, in the country. You know that. Are you guys aware? This is the year of the locusts. Now, I've been wondering when the locusts were going to come. Have you guys kind of been like, this is supposed to be the year of locusts, but I'm not sure they haven't arrived yet? Well, I was, had the awesome opportunity to go to Pennsylvania. Some of my overseers, um, if you don't know what those are, I have people in my life, leaders in my life that help look after me and keep me in check and all those kind of things and support the work of Legacy Church. So I had the opportunity to go see them last week and hang out with them. And, and so we're, me and my boys, we're driving back on down 70 and we get into Ohio and we stop in this rest stop. Now I have never heard locusts before because you know, you hear my kind of thing. No, I'm talking... We walk in, it was crazy. There were locusts everywhere. I've never, been, I've never seen it. It was crazy. And, and all I know is we get out of the car and my little 11-year-old, he starts, one get, he starts screaming like a girl. Oh my gosh, get off me, oh my gosh, right? And I'm like, ah, st- I said, dude, stop being so girly. Just, and then one jumps on me and I'm like. <sighs> but of course I had to suck it up because I just told him to stop being girly, right? It's on my head and I'm acting like the man, like, yeah, get off me, sucker. But inside I was like, oh my gosh. But I couldn't show him that because I just got on him about it. But so we go into the rest of the area, we come back out and man, these things, have you, they were deafening. I mean, loud. I don't know if you've ever heard them, but it is probably the most annoying sound ever. And people are sitting out on park benches, smoking their cigarettes. And I'm like, dude, I don't understand how I'd be like, it's just, it's horrible. It's a horrible sound. I don't know how they could even enjoy a cigarette at that point in time, but it was piercing. It was piercing. But this is the year of the locusts, right? Now, I want to kind of shift things. How many of you feel like this might be the year of the locusts in your life? 
Because what do they do? Locusts destroy everything. I'm not just talking about the ecosystem. And some of you may even feel like your life has been the year of the locusts. Right? Like you just can't, it just, everything, what can go bad will go bad, right? No good deed goes unpunished, right? You know, those kind of things that, that happen. Not literally, obviously, but figure, let me put it to you this way. Complete these sentences with me. Maybe, maybe it's like this. Have you ever said anything like this? I just can't seem to catch a break, right? Or how about this? When it rains, it pours. You guys, you're preaching the right people. What can go, will go. Man. I can't win for, is there one more? Yeah, it's just my lot in life. And the last one, the odds are against me. The gods are against me. Something's against me, right? Whatever you want to say, right? See, I think many people, and and sad to say, I think even many Christ followers feel like they live their life like the deck is stacked against them. Right? Like they just, again, you all knew these because you've all probably said them. I've heard them. I've never said them. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but for those of you that have said these, I pray for you. Right? But, but for, seriously, we feel like the deck is stacked against us. Like we've got too much month at the end of our money. You know, it just never, no matter how much we work, how much we try to get ahead, it just doesn't seem like we get ahead. You get that big bonus and then what happens? The car breaks down. And you're like, dag on it. I was just going to go on that vacation, but now I've got to put money into my car, right? We've all had things, or the refrigerator breaks down or something happens. The locusts come and they eat those finances away. Or maybe you went to the doctor and, and they're giving you a bad report. Things just don't look good. You walked in, you're feeling a little bit unhealthy, but all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a second. This is not what I expected. The locusts are eating your health, or maybe you're just one more conflict away from leaving your spouse. The locusts are eating at your relationships. You want to be married, maybe you're single, but relationship after relationship hasn't worked out, and you just don't think it's going to happen for you. The locusts are destroying your relationships. Or maybe your son, maybe your daughter are going in a direction that you very well know if they continue to go, it's not going to end well. The locusts are after your family. Or maybe, maybe, maybe it's not even that. Maybe you just don't have the same passion you had for God that you once did. Or maybe your, your, your prayer life just isn't what it was. God seems distant. You believe that God exists, but your relationship with him is lifeless. See, in Exodus, Exodus, I just added a T to that word because I can. <laughs> it says... It feels as if the east winds, right? The east winds brought the locusts. For many of you in your life, you feel like the east winds are bringing the locusts. They're swarming. They're clamoring constantly. They're doing their best to discourage you. Let me give you some great news today. John 16, 33 says what? In this life. Somewhere. Yeah. I've told you this thing so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have what? How exciting is that? That's where I get my altar call and everybody comes to Jesus right now because you're excited about having trouble in your life, right? The way you say is, look, there's going to be locusts in your life. There's going to be things that come. There's going to be problems. You might as well get your mind around it. It's going to happen. Absolutely. But listen, I want you to get something. I want you to know something. I want you to get this in your spirit today. Okay, get this in your spirit today. Listen to me. If you never, don't get it. I want you to grab a hold of this word today. This is for you. So this isn't for anybody else. This isn't for your neighbor. This isn't, you know, you're not, you're that person you're thinking about right now. Man, I wish they were here. No, this is for you. 
Let them listen to the podcast or watch on, on a Periscope, okay? But this is for you. I want you to say this with me now. Say, a shift is coming. A shift is coming. Say it like you mean it. A shift is coming. Listen, it's time today, and the only way that shift is going to come is if you will shift your thinking. You've got to shift your thinking. Listen, you're not just created to get by with an average, unrewarding, and unfulfilling life. That's not who we are. You have gifts and talents that you have not tapped into. There are new levels. Everybody say new level. There's new levels of your destiny still in front of you, but the breakout starts in your thinking. It's got to start with your thinking. It starts with you believing. You have to believe that a shift is coming. Say it again. A shift is coming. Because the next part of that verse is exciting because it says this, what? Take heart for I have overcome the world. You're going to have trouble. The locusts are going to hum. But tell you what, a shift is coming. And I'm going to overcome. You're going to overcome through the power of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. So he's saying, you're going to have difficulty, but you know what? I'm going to shift things. Yeah, the east wind's blue, but guess what? I can shift the winds just as easily as I did. Come on. Come on, listen. Sickness, sickness, sickness might be shifted to health. Come on. Right? Shifted, sickness shifted to health. We have somebody in our church right now, a couple weeks ago, things were looking bad. Thyroid's not good. Doctors said there's about 100% chance that you've got thyroid cancer. We started praying. The women's group started praying. Everybody started believing. Because we know it's not by might, but by power. Right? If you go before the church, have them lay hands on you, you will be healed. That's what the Bible says. So we started just practicing what the Bible said. May 17th, she had a biopsy. Things aren't looking good. This week, we got a report. I got the best text message ever. Hey, we are cancer-free. Come on. Come on. It's not anything we did. It's what God did. He shifted their health, right? A shift is coming. Say it with me. A shift is coming. Listen, financial lack can be shifted to abundance in your life if you'll just hold on to God's word. Look, we did a financial peace, um, which is a, bit, uh, a small group this semester. We had, I don't know, eight or nine people. Not a lot. It wasn't a big, it's big for us, but it wasn't a lot of people. At the end of that group, we had $17,000 of debt paid off. Come on. We had, we had 21 of 30, 22 of 32 credit cards cut or paid off in nine weeks. A shift is coming, people. You got to believe it. You want financial health? You want financial, something to shift in your finances? Then, then, then we're going to talk about that in a couple weeks. But I'm telling you, you've got to believe that a shift is coming. Enemies will be shifted to allies. Wayward children are going to be shifted back on track. A shift in your circumstances requires a shift in your thoughts. It requires a shift in your thoughts. 2 Corinthians 10 says this. For though we live in the world, we do not wage world, war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive, say take captive, every thought to make it obedient to Christ. See, it starts with your thoughts. The locusts come in and they start eating your thoughts. They start, they start getting there in your brain and messing with you. How many have that happen? Those voices in your head that are strong, you know, come on, raise your hand. You all have them. All right, that's a, you're, not, you're not, what's the word, uh, psycho, uh, what's the word? We, multiple personalities, yeah, that's not it. Schizophrenic, that's what I'm looking for. We, we all battle with these voices in our head. And Jesus essentially is saying this, listen, you need to take those thoughts captive and you need to bend them around the word of God and make your, your, your thoughts obedient obedient to the word of God. See, we think our thoughts are just our thoughts and they're there and we can't do anything about it. He says, take every thought captive for the tearing down 
of strongholds. You know what the word, the Greek word stronghold actually means a prisoner locked up by deception. So, so read that again. So, so they have devour, they have the divine power to demolish deceptive thoughts, right? You are a prisoner of your own thoughts based on deception. So basically you are believing stuff that isn't true and you've accepted it as truth. Come on. This so that we need to take every thought captive. We need to shift our thoughts. We need to shift our thoughts. I believe that a shift is coming. Shift your thoughts toward God, not your circumstances. Shift your God toward shift your thoughts toward God and not your circumstances. Check this out. Are you willing to dream again? Are you willing to trust God again? Are you willing to go after that dream that's in your heart? Because what's happened, folks, is that we've lost the dream because we've allowed the focus, we've allowed the locusts to destroy them. We've listened to the people that said we can't. We've looked at our finances and said that's impossible. We've looked at our health and said, no, that's never going to happen. We've looked at our family and said, ah, it's just not my lot in life. But I'm here to tell you today that God has different plans for you and that a shift is coming in your life if you'll just grab a hold of it. A shift is coming in your life. I'm telling you, listen, listen, you shift your thoughts toward God, not your circumstances. You must learn to believe God's word over the fact of your circumstances. The facts are the facts. The facts are the facts. Those have not changed, but neither has God. Take heart. I have overcome the world is what the Bible says. You need to get this in your spirit and it will change your life. Because God didn't put those dreams in your heart to see you fail. Joshua says he's, he's given you a plan for you to prosper, for you to succeed. There's a hope and a future for your life. A shift is coming. Say it. A shift is coming. Say it like you mean it. A shift is coming. Shift your thoughts toward God, not your circumstances. It's not who. It's not what. It's not when. It's not why. It's not how. It's about God. Think about how big God is, not how big your problems are. Right? You need to think about how big your God is, not how big your problems are. It doesn't matter. 
how big your problems are because my God is bigger. He's the same yesterday, today, forever, and he never changes. His promise is always yes and amen. Come on. That should get you excited today, people. I am. I don't know if you are, but I'm excited because I know with all my heart that a shift is coming, Legacy Church. I know that a shift is coming in this church. I know it's coming. I know a shift is coming in Canal Winchester, but it's going to happen when a shift happens in your life. See, we've got to get this thing. It's got to be personal because here's what happens in Exodus 10 verses 18. It says, Moses left Pharaoh and prayed to God. Listen, God shifted the wind. A powerful west wind took the locusts and dumped them into the Red Sea. There wasn't a single locust left in the whole country of Egypt. Shift your thoughts and change your world. God can shift your, your circumstances in a heartbeat. It's nothing for him to bring a west wind into your life. You've just got to honor him. You've got to stay obedient. You've got to stay connected. If you'll honor him with your life, a shift is coming. A shift is coming. Deuteronomy 28 tells us, if you want to know what it means to serve God and the blessings that follow you when you serve God, go read Deuteronomy 28. It's amazing, but then go see what happens when you don't. Because see, there is a flip side to this whole thing too. Right? We got to be real, people. I just got to keep it real. Right? A shift is coming in your life. You just got to grab a hold of it. God's west wind, it's nothing for him. Shift your world and change, shift your thoughts and change your world. Listen, here's how it happens. A shift is coming. A shift is coming. I believe everything in my heart that a shift is coming. But 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 9 says, for this reason, I remind you, fan into flame the gift of God. You need to encourage yourself. You know what happened to me a couple weeks ago? I was feeling really discouraged. And when my overseer said, you know what? You need to go start reading. You need to get some Joel Osteen in your life. And I'm like, ah. And I got it in my life. I'm telling you what, he's an encourager. And it's, I'm encouraging myself in the word every day. It's changing my life. Because nobody else is going to encourage you. But the Bible says, encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord, right? So, so, so fan into flame the gift of God. Encourage yourself, which is in you. The gift of God, which is in you. Through the laying on of my hands, for the spirit, God, the spirit God gave us does not make us timid. Say, I'm not timid, but gives us power. Say, I'm powerful. I'm full of love and I'm self-disciplined. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done. Say, it's not about me, but because of his own purpose and grace. Come on. God's grace is shifting in your life. God God wants to bring his grace into your life. He wants his west winds of grace to come into your life. But you've got to grab hold of it. You've got to stop being tended. But see, see, a shift is coming. But it's got to be, not only do we have to shift our shift our thinking, we've got to have a power shift in our lives. That's what they're saying. It's not by us. It's not by my, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. See, that's the only way this thing works. That's the only way we shift our thinking. That's the only way we shift our life is when we grab a hold of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says right here, is we got to grab a hold of the Holy Spirit and it's his power working through us that causes us not to be timid, that gives us love, that gives us power and gives us a sound mind. It's not by any works of our own, but it's by what he has done on the cross. Come on, right? A shift is coming. And here's how it happens. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power. Say power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria into the ends of the earth. A shift is coming, but it's got to be a power shift. You've got to open up yourself. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to get in your life. You've got to allow God, Jesus, to come in and do their thing. And once they do, I'm telling you, it will change your life. And there's some of you in this room, I probably, you've been saved a long time. I understand that. But it's getting kind of, eh. 
It's kind of mundane. You come to church, you do your thing, you kind of go, and it doesn't really affect your life. And I'm here to tell you, that's not the power of the gospel. That's a powerless gospel. And God wants more for you than that. I want more for you than that. Church, I want more for us than that. We should overcome, right? We should be an overcoming church so full of love, so full of power, so full of self-discipline that this community can't help but notice us, right? A shift is coming. It's not so that we build legacy churches so that we build his kingdom. Don't get it twisted. It's not about us. It's all about him. And when we continue to make it about him, the shift will come. Listen, 1 Corinthians says, Now to each one of you the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given, these are the gifts. To one is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith. Then there's gifts of healing. Then there's miracles. There's prophecy. There's discerning of spirits. Speaking in different kinds of tongues. I know that weirds everybody out, but it's not weird. We just made it weird. And still another interpretation of tongues. And these are the work of one and the same, say with me, spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines why. Why? So that we can reach people for him. See, the shift comes in our life so that we can build his kingdom. It's not so we can have our best life now. It's so that we can build his kingdom. And when we build his kingdom, we will have our best life. Does that make sense? A shift is coming. A shift is coming. Say it with me. A shift is coming. Because here's what the thing is, is we're living these timid Christian lives because the locusts come in. Just your dreams have died, right? You look like the relationship after relationship has ended. You're just discouraged. You don't know how it's going to work out. You just can't seem to get ahead. When it rains, it pours. I just can't seem to catch a break, right? I can't win for losing. So you've got all these things going on that over years have built up in your life and you've gotten discouraged. And now, now, now you, you're like, this probably isn't going to happen for me, but it will happen for them, right? Well, look at the faith they have. You know, maybe I'll just sit back because, you know, I've been in the church a long time and I've seen this happen before and people, and I just, I'm just going to sit back and watch. Or maybe I just don't have the ability. I don't have the, 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 the confidence. I don't feel like I'm good enough. I'm not smart enough. I, I don't, I'm not talented enough. Whatever those things that are be that are running through your head, listen, you might be scared. You might be discouraged. Just like there were the disciples sitting in the upper room. Jesus had left. Jesus had left. He died. He ascended. Here we go. We got suddenly, it says, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind. So a shift was coming, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Listen, a few people in a room experienced the shift of God. They experienced the shift of God's Spirit in their life. They experienced a shift. They experienced a shift in their thoughts. They were hiding. Listen, they were hiding. These are guys that that are hiding in a room. They're supposed to be the mighty men of God. They spent time with Jesus and they're scared to death. They do not what's going to happen. They know society is coming against them. They know persecution is at their door and they are locked in a room hiding. But the spirit of God came upon them and guess what happened? These guys changed the world. These guys wrote the books that we read about now. These guys wrote the books that shaped the Christian life. These guys are the guys that we want to be like when we die, when we grow up. These are the guys. These guys were scared. They were timid. That's what Simmons said. But I have not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Say with me, a shift is coming. A shift is coming, but you've got to grab hold because here's what happened. Now they're not hiding. Now they're full of power. Now they're full of spirit. Now they're not timid. Now they've got love. They've got power. They've got a sound mind. We pick it back up a few verses later. It says, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? 
And Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized. Say, in about how many? 3,000. Wow, that's a big number. Not quite as many as we have in here, but it's a big number. A shift is coming, I'm telling you. 3,000 were added to their number that day. A few broken, scared, timid men got full of God's spirit, got passionate about his work, got passionate about making disciples, got passionate about preaching his word, and they went out into the streets, and 3,000 people came to Jesus that day. Look, God wants to do the same thing in your life if you'll just grab a hold of it. God will use you to reach thousands if you'll just grab a hold of it. If you'll just be full of his power and his presence, God will change your life. A shift will come. The west winds will come out. They will clear what the enemy has come to destroy you. And God will come and give you life and abundant life. You've just got to grab a hold of it. See, 3,000 people shifted their thoughts that day. 3,000 people experienced a shift in power. Shift your thoughts. Change your world. Change the world. Listen, guys, we have a church to build. We have lost people to found. We have disciples to make. It's up to us to grab a hold of this word today. It's up to us. Legacy Church Canal Winchester needs us to get a hold of this today. Your family needs you to grab a hold of this today. Your workplace needs you to grab a hold of this today. Your neighbors need you to grab a hold of this today. There is a shift coming, and you've got to believe it with everything in your heart. And when you don't see it happening, you got to believe it. I've been saying this for weeks, man. First day I was like, Shelly, a shift is coming. She was in a grumpy mood, you know. You know how it happens. I probably put her in it, but nonetheless. And I'm like, baby, a shift is coming. A shift is coming. She's like, whatever. I'm like, no, a shift is coming. Come on. A shift is something's got to change in our life. Something's got to change in the spirit realm. Something's got to change in our finances. Something's got to change in our health. Something's got to change in our jobs. A shift is coming in our life. And now every day we wake up, we're like, baby, a shift is coming. She's like, you say it. I like it better when you say it. Like, all right, a shift is coming. I get like old T.D. Jakes on it, right? Every day I walk around, a shift is coming. Come on, somebody. Right? Every day I'm like, yeah, shift is coming. And then some negative, no, a shift is coming. A shift is coming. I'm telling you people, Legacy Church, a shift is coming. But it starts with you embracing God. It starts with you allowing his Holy Spirit into your life, inviting his presence and his power into your life. And when you do that, the west winds will shift. It'll shift and you'll see God's blessing more than you've ever seen it in your life to build his kingdom, not so you can have a big bank account. Not so you can have a fancy house, although there's nothing wrong with that stuff. You want it, go get it. But honor God, put Jesus first, and then these things will be added unto you. That's what my word says. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We thank you that you are shifting the winds, Father God, that you are bringing a west wind. Lord, that you are clearing out the locusts of our life, the people of Legacy Church, the people in Canal Winchester, God, that the blessing is coming, that the shift is coming, Father God. For your promises are for us to, hope, to, to, to have a future and a hope, that to, to succeed and not to fail, Father God. And Lord, I just pray that we will, we will, we will be so dependent upon you but Father, I pray that you will fill us with your power. There's a song we sing with our heads bowed and eyes closed. Just stay in this moment. This isn't to be weird. This is just so you can pay attention. There, we, we, sang, we sang a song earlier. And one of the signs in that, that 
this song is mercy roars like hurricane winds. Mercy roars like hurricane winds. Let me tell you something, man. Some of you need a hurricane in your life. You know what hurricanes do is they clear out everything. They clear it out and they make room for the new. Some of you need a hurricane wind in your life right now. You cannot help but be moved in the midst of hurricane winds. Things shift. It doesn't matter. You can bolt them down. You can lock them down. But things will move. Things will move. See, listen, right now, you're in this room. Your heart's beating fast. You feel God's shift happening. You feel his heart, his his shift turning towards you. Listen, I want to tell you, if if that's today, that is the Holy Spirit working in your life. That's not me. That's not you. That's the Holy Spirit. And you need to respond to that. If you respond to that, say, Pastor Buddy, I want want Jesus' wind in my life. I want Jesus. I don't know him. I've never lived for him. But today is the day that I begin a life living for him with everything that God. If that's you in this room, will you slip your hands up? Anyone? No? Yes? I see a hand. There you go. Anybody else? Let me pray. Can everybody just pray this prayer with me? Everybody just out loud say, Dear Jesus, forgive me my sins. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again on the third day. You died for my sins. You've saved me. You've forgiven me. And I accept your free gift of your son Jesus today. I ask for your wind to shift in my direction. That you will take away everything the enemy has destroyed. That you bring me life. An abundant life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just stay right there for a second. Those of you, the rest of you in this room, listen. You're in this room, you feel like God is so far away. He doesn't hear your prayers. He, 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 you feel like he's distant. Like, like there's, a, there's a glass ceiling between you and heaven that he doesn't hear. He doesn't care. Whatever the case would be, listen, I'm here to tell you that if you, will, if you will press into Jesus, if you will press into God, if you will honor him with your life, if you will honor him with everything within you, I'm telling you, that he will do something. A shift is coming in your life. If that's you said, Pastor Buddy, I recommit my life to Jesus today. I'm living with him for 100% of everything that's in me. If that's you, slip your hand up in the air. Absolutely. I see you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me pray with you. Father, I thank you for those that have raised their hand. And Lord, I know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I know that you come to give us life. And God, what the locust has tried to steal and destroy in their lives, God, that you will restore once again. Lord, as, as your wisp wind focus comes in and, and brings life and, and destroys darkness, God. Lord, I pray right now that these people, as they re- recommit their lives to you, that it'll be real. It won't be an emotional decision, but it'll be one that absolutely, positively changes lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen. Can you guys stand up? Let's worship. Can we worship God for what he's done today?